Hello and welcome to the Hormonal Mama podcast. I am your host, Kara Drescher. Today on the show, I am talking with parenting coach Natalia Viatra. And we are talking about all kinds of exciting things like her Facebook group, Parents Time Out Zone, which I think we can all relate to, her love of Amelia Earhart, and her program, including her acronym, STEPS. So sit back, relax, get comfortable. We've got a great episode for you ahead. Hi, Natalia. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to have you here. I am really excited to talk to you a little bit about what you do as a parenting coach because coaching is such a wonderful um, field to work in. And I haven't come across that many parenting coaches, but I would really love for our listeners to learn a little bit about what you do as a parenting coach and understand a little bit what a parenting coach is. So I think we should just dive right in and tell me a little bit about what a parenting coach is and how that's different from a life coach for parents. So parenting co- a parenting coach is a person who helps parents uh, with all things related to their kids' behavior, emotional well-being, and other things. Uh, well, what... Um, Mm, what comes to my mind when I think about it is well, why aren't there like lessons or classes about parenting mm. like in high school or something yes, like that because be. this is some uh, set of skills that are um, really really important because there are things that parent, some parents do pass those skills on uh, and, and uh, can do that really well but most of us have no idea about what to do with kids so mm-hmm. we kind of uh walk blind and and try to uh look what other people do mm-hmm. which is not always uh the best solution right correct so a parenting coach is a person who is um who who knows uh, a little bit about kids development psychology who knows uh, how to how to um, raise kids? Mm-hmm. What to do so that kids get um, more confident, uh, so that kids are happy, uh, they can uh, reach their own goals uh, and not not uh, for example stop repeating uh, the mistakes of previous generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yes, so. People come to me with different questions about how to help their kids, for example, um, how to get their kids to listen or mm-hmm. how to how to uh, make their home more peaceful, less less uh, nervous, less uh, with less anger mm-hmm. or, for example, what to do so that kids go to sleep uh, faster and easier and mm-hmm. uh, so that we don't have to yell at them to go to bed (laughs) so it all starts with Mm -hmm. it all starts with a problem in uh, kids behavior and during our sessions it turns out that there are some things that parents do um, and sometimes we need to work on parents emotional well-being um, Mm -hmm. more than on their kids because when a mom or a dad is angry and uh, short-tempered and 
stressed and now with COVID around, there is uh, increasing demand for uh, for that, uh, for, for uh, being helped with that, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yes, when parents learn how to, how to get their uh, emotions uh, heard, how to, um, how to deal with their emotions, it becomes much easier for kids to do the same. Mm. Uh, so the kids can, for example, imitate what parents do. Uh, they can uh, learn the patterns that parents are using and um, parents also create that atmosphere of uh, love and acceptance and peace and calm and in such an atmosphere it's easier for children to become calmer as well. So it's interesting when you think about how you know just I'm kind of stuck on something you were just saying is kind of like the mimicking that kids do when they you know see what their parents mm-hmm. are doing you know yes. they can feel that and respond to that so i think that's really interesting something that we don't always yeah. think about as parents in modeling our behavior yes and that's actually something that first uh made me made me uh think of uh how much my emotions influence my kids this is something that made me think of starting being mm-hmm. uh, parenting coach uh, because when my firstborn was two I was going through a very difficult time at work I work as a teacher in a primary school and uh, there was a huge and hasty like educational system reform and uh, there were schools that were uh, um, what's the word there were schools that that just needed to go and the teachers were pushed mm-hmm. to different schools and uh, everybody was scared mm-hmm. for their job and uh, i ended up with a nervous breakdown and during that uh, that time i was like we can imagine i yeah. was really stressed i was freaking out like every day for two or three months and my son, my firstborn, was two at that time. And when I noticed how his emotions changed, simply because my emotions changed, and I saw how he started uh, having uh, sleeping problems, how he would cry much more, he wouldn't let me go, uh, which wasn't uh, the issue before that, I realized that my emotions... Uh, have a tremendous effect on my child oh yeah especially him being a toddler who uh, is learning uh, new emotional states who is learning new emotions who doesn't know what's happening to him what's happening to his body um, why is he feeling that way and he's learning that right and uh during that breakdown, I, I had to go on therapy, so I reached out to uh, a psychologist I knew before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, during that time, I realized that it is my and only my responsibility to take care of my own emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Nobody can do that for me, not psychologist, no family member, not my mom. Uh, because I'm not a child, right? Right. And uh, so I should first take care of my own emotional well-being so mm-hmm. that I can be at my best when my kid needs me. Right. 
so important. And uh, yes, and that's why I, when I that's when I started uh, my blog mm -hmm. uh, about parenting, and I focused mainly on emotional well-being, emotional health, uh, mental health, and both mental health of parents and of kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I started uh, educating parents about the importance of self-care, mm -hmm. like mom self-care or uh, even dad self-care, because well, um, this is also something I'm very uh, passionate about, uh, to include dads, not to exclude them, because they are parents just like moms are. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm so they glad should be you treated said that. as like equal partners. Mm -hmm. Sure. And uh, that was the moment when I uh, realized that we need to uh, help others uh, also take care of themselves uh, and to, because people don't realize that. No, they don't. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And I think that is really <laughs> wonderful to, you know, to feel so strongly about that because people just, they just don't, they don't realize it. And it, it just, yes. It's an overall important part of parenting and about and part of life, really. So I think that's really, mm -hmm. really, really neat. Um, something that I'm really curious about that I know you and I briefly talked about over email was understanding the difference between a parenting coach and a life coach for parents because what I didn't know until you told me is that they're mm -hmm. not the same yeah. thing they're not interchangeable so I would really love um, to know what the difference is between those two things well actually I usually use them interchangeable uh, <laughs> because uh, when you when as I said before when you take care of your kids you also need to take care of yourself so that uh, your kids are taken care by a person who is at their best, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you choose, for example, a tutor or uh, some uh, uh, extra classes for your kid, you look at the person who does that and you don't want someone who is tired and angry and, uh, and not at their um, um, best uh, like performance, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, then we as parents don't think about it so um, parenting uh, being a parenting coach means that I help parents with their kids uh, behavioral problems kids emotional problems but a life coach for parents is more uh, about the parent mm. uh, so I help parents find their own emotional balance find their own um, needs actually realize what their needs are and mm -hmm. how to achieve them and a big part of that is uh, also concerning their kids so the focus is in parenting is on the child in being a life coach for parents is on the parent but mm -hmm. actually uh, the actual coaching looks basically more or less the same mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you still need to do both right which makes sense. I mean, it does because you kind of can't have one without the other. You can't be, you know, the best exactly. parent that you can be without taking care of yourself. And that's something we all exactly. often forget. <laughs> I'm guilty of forgetting that mm -hmm. very often. 
So I think that is really unique and really, really amazing that you do that for parents. It's something that parents really need and it can be extremely difficult to parent, to just be a parent and do that part of the job, if you will, you know, appropriately and and the best Mm -hmm. way that you can. So I think that is really, really neat. And that, that kind of brings me to something that I really wanted to ask you about that you had told me weeks ago that I would love to know more about, which is STEPS. You told me about this acronym, and yeah. I really, I would love to know mm-hmm. more about that, what it means, and what that's all about, and how that ties in to your coaching. Yes, yeah, so uh, this is an acronym that I coined, uh, and it just like came to me because I was thinking about it for about a week or two, and no uh, acronym like fit. Um, so uh, there's... Um, that emotional regulation framework that I've been using with my clients, uh, I didn't like create it from scratch. I took bits and pieces of uh, different uh, psychologists, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like five steps, five uh, phases of that emotional regulation. And I was trying to find out something to make it easier to remember, and it. Uh, I, w- I would like sit down and uh, look at the thesaurus and find uh, like synonyms and nothing fit and then suddenly one day I was sitting on the floor with my baby girl who's uh, like turned one uh, last uh, weekend happy birthday and I was just playing with her just enjoying myself trying to be mindful at that moment not thinking about anything else just being there for my daughter and then suddenly it hit me. So I just stood up, ran to my desk and mm-hmm. wrote it down. I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, there are five steps of emotional regulation. So number one is S. S is for uh, state, like the emotional state you're in. So first step is to actually realize what you are feeling, what you are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Because we usually just let emotions lead us mm-hmm. and we don't even realize what we are feeling in that moment. And if it is so, uh, we don't have any control over that. And if you realize what you are feeling, like half of the job is already done. So if you feel angry, just step back and think, okay, I am angry. If you are scared of a situation, if you are uh, stressed for a longer period of time, if you feel overwhelmed, just step back and feel what you're feeling, what your body is telling you. Mm -hmm. So then step number two, uh, letter T is for uh, triggers. Because every emotion is caused by uh, something uh, first that happens outside of us and then that situation triggers our um, the stories that we have in our head mm-hmm. and it triggers the emotion because the same situation can create very different emotional state in different people for example if there are shoes in the middle of the hall one mom uh, would say uh, I'm angry because my child uh, is disobedient. Mm-hmm. Another mom would say, I'm overwhelmed because I have so much to clean up. Another mom would say, I'm happy because my child feels safe at home. 
So it all depends on the story that we are telling ourselves. And we need to realize those stories uh, so we know the triggers that create those emotions. That makes so much sense. So that's uh, number two. S-T-E is for empathy. So when you know your emotional state, when you know your triggers, you need to be empathetic for yourself. So mm-hmm. first we need to allow ourselves to feel those emotions. This is a very difficult step for me at some point <laughs> because I wouldn't allow myself to feel angry and I suppressed all the anger I had throughout the years. I suppressed that and it didn't go away. It just uh, sprang up in different situations and I would be snappy. I would uh, tell nasty things even if I didn't want to. Mm. And then when I finally allowed myself not to be the good girl and not to be uh, the perfect mom and to actually be angry from uh, time to time, then I learned how to regulate that anger. Mm. That was the key, allowing myself to be angry. Mm Right, don't fight it. So allow yourself to be overwhelmed, allow yourself to be stressed, allow yourself to be angry because the emotions aren't there to punish you, the emotions aren't there to show you that you are a bad person. Emotions are there to communicate that something is happening. Right. And when you when you realize that, uh, you can uh, hear what those emotions are telling you. Yeah. Uh, so S-T-E-P. So uh, the next one, uh, I was trying to find out uh, uh, what the word would be the best for this one. And I found uh, perk up. I didn't know that word. I had to look uh, <laughs> in a dictionary to find a word starting with a P. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the moment when we do something to change our emotional state. So we did... Uh, some time to feel that emotion we we, uh, we gave some time to, to feel that emotion mm-hmm. and now we need to uh, change the the vibe change the the energy right. uh, so if you are angry you can do something that calms you down or uh, or release that anger well actually actually during that empathy part you need to release that anger do some physical activity like go for a walk punch mm. a boxing a bag and do something energetic or just shake your body uh, or dance mm, because anger anger needs that physical activity absolutely yeah and people don't know people think that uh, i didn't know that i th- i thought that uh, if i just sit down and breathe deeply the anger would just go away and i was surprised that it didn't hmm. Uh, so only after you you release that energy uh, in physical movement, uh, then uh, you can do those breathing activities. You can do something relaxing uh, or something that cheers you up if you are sad. Something uh, opposite to the emotion that you had uh, before that. Right. And the last step, uh, as the e- P.S. Mm. So the last one is solve. Uh, the last S. Mm-hmm. So if there is uh, something in the outside world uh, that triggers your emotion, that uh, triggers the story, which triggers your emotion, actually, mm-hmm. uh, that you can solve easily. For example, we 
are often very overwhelmed and frustrated with things and we just keep keep uh, saying that this is bad, that is not good, uh, we don't have time, we don't have this, the kitchen is messy. So instead of actually fixing those things, we just keep on sticking to that negative self-talk, mm -hmm. negative uh, perception of the world. Absolutely. So the last step is actually to take action and uh, if it is possible, because sometimes there are things we cannot change. And uh, for example, when you're frustrated, there are things, uh, I, I always tell people to um, make a list of things that frustrate you and then decide whether they can be changed or they cannot. Mm -hmm. And if they can be changed, make a plan and implement it. If they cannot be changed, just accept it. Everything you're saying mm -hmm. just makes so much sense. I, I just want to interject and tell you that I think that acronym mm -hmm. is great because, you know, steps, first of all, when you're doing anything in life and you're trying to move forward, you're trying to take steps forward. So it mm -hmm. makes sense. But wow, yes. the way you mm -hmm. just broke that down is just amazing to me because every step in the steps <laughs> is needed to get to where you need to be and that is exactly what you do for yeah. people is you help them get to where they want and need to be and I think that is so neat so thank you for sharing that I think that is really yeah really really cool yeah I, I just wanted to add that uh, some people uh, who like consciously uh, learn that pattern of emotional regulation do those steps and don't think about them. Mm -hmm. But most of us, most of us learned to suppress emotions as children because we were hushed. Yep. Because you can see that everywhere that when a child is crying, the parent says, oh, it's not a biggie. Right. And just saying that it's not a biggie already give the child the, uh, the the signal that their emotions are not true right because the child is feeling big emotions and the parent is saying it's not a biggie mm -hmm. it means their emotions are not true right. or uh, that uh, they shouldn't pay attention to them mm -hmm. and that's how uh, many so many people learn to suppress those emotions instead of honoring them and feeling them and regulating them in the way and most people already jump to step number four mm -hmm. and uh, if they don't do those first three steps and only jump to step number four uh, that will not uh, regulate the emotion that will just make uh, make it um, suppressed mm -hmm. instead of regulated. I mean, you're just so right on with that. And, and you make such an excellent point with, you know, almost, I mean, I mean you, you just said it when you were talking about suppressing those emotions. And that's true. That's something mm -hmm. we learn as children. You know, parents are trying to make their child feel better and trying to you know change the direction of whatever they're so upset about and instead yeah it's invalidating their emotion and they need to understand emotions are real and emotions are okay they're important yes so i, I think that's really great I, and i really like how you just broke that down and explained that because i think that is an extremely important part of parenting that we don't always think about i mean there are so many mm -hmm. <laughs> parts yeah. of parenting that we don't always think about 
And that's an extremely important one to make sure your children are growing up knowing emotions are part of life and they are good to feel and experience validating them and accepting them and not brushing them to the side and saying oh you don't need to feel that way so i i think that's really really great i am curious here Mm -hmm. why not why so much but what what makes you so passionate about this work that you do i hear it in your voice i hear it in the way that you're describing what you're doing you know it's not like you're just like "Ah, i'm a coach and that's that you feel clearly very strongly about what you do and you know i i love to hear what what makes you so passionate about it why why is this something that you feel so strongly about well, uh, partly uh, I already answered that because well, that that was uh, in my story that um, when I learned uh, how important it is to actually um, take care of yourself so you can take care of others, I realized how much people neglect that, mm-hmm. how much parents neglect that, and how unhappy uh, their kids might be because of that. Right. Uh, so uh, it's just like you know I had that like let's say epiphany at some point and I felt like wow I need to tell others about it (laughs) (laughs) definitely (laughs) Uh, and yeah I've always always liked helping other people and uh, making the world a a bit better uh, than it was uh, before and yeah, and I've been a teacher at primary school for twelve years now, and uh, oh, actually nearly thirteen. <laughs> and time sneaks. Really <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've always worked with kids. I've always worked with kids, and uh, and this is uh, something I love because they are true, they are sincere, and uh, they are mm, so optimistic. Mm-hmm. It's true. In, it's one in, of the beautiful uh, things most, about children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Most of the time. Yeah. So, That's uh, <laughs> so I want, I want the world to be a better place for children to grow up in. I think that that's very admirable and wonderful. And I love hearing that there's not enough. I don't think there are enough people in the world who feel that way. So I'm very happy mm. to hear that. Um, So tell me what advice you would give to our listeners who might be looking for a parenting coach and aren't quite sure of how to find one and and kind of how to go about that. Well, most parenting coaches that I met uh, have uh, Facebook groups. And if you join uh, Facebook groups for parents and uh, the, the group is uh, has like admins who are coaches and uh, the content resonates with you you need to find the coach that um, that their parenting style uh, is similar to the style that you want to uh, you want to practice mm-hmm. I, I, I just wanted to say uh, to, to match your parenting style but then I realized that there are there are parents who realize that there are things they don't do right mm-hmm. and they want to improve their parenting so uh, that's why I said uh, to find a coach whose approach resonates with what you want 
to create in your home because that's important if you find someone who has totally different approach or a totally different um, ideas uh, then you wouldn't uh, be willing to implement those in your family so yeah. find the one that resonates with you I think that is like the best advice <laughs> that you could ask for because it's true if you don't <laughs> if you're not comfortable with the approach it's not going to work for you it's that simple yeah. and and that I just I like how you worded that in that last sentence about resonating with you because it needs to mm -hmm. so I, I think that that's great um, I do want to ask you you know uh, another question I want I'm, I'm curious if you weren't a parenting coach what kind of work would you be doing now I, I know that we talked a little bit about teaching mm -hmm. and that is your profession that you've done for you said almost 13 years which is amazing teachers in my opinion are the greatest things my husband's a teacher my mom is a retired teacher my father-in-law is a retired teacher I love teachers it's such an important job but let's mm. pretend for a minute that that you don't have that background so if you mm -hmm. weren't a teacher and you weren't a parenting coach what kind of work would you be doing or would you still be doing this well, my first uh, guess was something art-related, mm -hmm. um, so probably some um, crafts or something like that, mm -hmm. maybe kind of an artist. And my second thought uh, was mm, that actually um, I would probably uh, accept, uh, because I was when I finished my MA, I was offered to stay at university and go for a PhD oh. and I said no okay I said no because I decided to stay with my kid because that would mean I would need to like, go to another city mm -hmm. uh, do much more work and at the beginning it wouldn't pay off um, well actually in any way at the uh, very start so I decided that I just wanted to stay with my child. I think that's lovely. I do. I really do. And I'm curious. Well, you, you, I was going to say, you just said, you know, with, with art, you know, crafting. But what type of craft would you be into? I, I'm an artist myself, so I'm always curious what type of mm -hmm. arts people are into. I like to sew. Sewing is my favorite thing in the whole world. So I'm curious, what kind of mm -hmm. crafting would you you know, have, have, uh, followed, I guess you could say, or, or done. Mm -hmm. I do, uh, some, uh, knitting and crocheting, oh, uh, just for, 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 for myself, uh, in my free time, which isn't, uh, very much yeah. a day. <laughs> I <get that>. And <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, love, uh, actually I love decoupage, uh, mm. because it's so easy and so simple and it gives stunning effects and it's so easy you can even do it with kids actually i did it once with scout cubs mm -hmm. and uh, everyone was so happy smiling and and it was amazing That's that you can awesome. so easily do such beautiful things I, and i can hear the way you were just describing it that it just was meaningful to you and i, I love that so I have some more fun questions to ask you and there mm -hmm. are two that are very similar some people have the same answer to these two questions 
and a lot of people mm-hmm. have different answers but I like to ask everyone this I think it's a really fun way to get to know you and in some ways for you to get to know yourself so the first question I'll give you both and you can answer them in any order so okay. the first one is who are three people who have had the most influence on you and the second part of that mm-hmm. is if you could have dinner, lunch, drinks, a dinner party, or, you know, a walk through the park or whatever with three people, dead or alive, related to you, not related to you, fictional, real, they can be animated characters, they can be real people, whatever, um, who would they be and why? So you can answer in Mm -hmm. any order, answer however you want. I always, this is my favorite question to ask people. Okay. So let's start with the three people who had uh, most influence on me. Perfect. So, well, th- that that won't be surprising that number one is my mom. Mm-hmm. And two other people would be uh, my husband, mm-hmm. who had a very different approach to many aspects of life than my family from childhood. And he mm-hmm. taught me uh, a lot about uh, true love, about... Uh, not stressing out about doing things for myself about doing things for us not for the sake of doing them mm-hmm. uh, so uh, he he didn't know that but he was my mindfulness teacher oh how sweet is that and uh, the third person uh, hmm, probably um, well I would put two people because mm-hmm. that would be my brother and his wife oh Uh, because when I started thinking about uh, creating my own business uh, writing a blog uh, becoming a coach uh, they were uh, the two people who were the most supportive and they helped me with some uh, like initial um, guidance information about uh, how to create a blog uh, what it takes how how much work should I put in and and things like that That's really and uh, yeah actually my my sister-in-law even helped me create my first um, booklet like PDF uh, oh, nice. which is downloadable on my website mm-hmm. and uh, it's about uh, busy moms self-care oh, uh so yeah they were they were very supportive uh, at the very beginning of uh that path and i think that without them i wouldn't actually continue that maybe not with that uh, motivation yeah <laughs> well, that's really cool how uh, how important they have been in in your process i think that's really awesome yeah and um the three people you said that i would have uh, want to have a chat with well the first person i uh thought of was amelia Earhart, mm. uh, the pilot yeah and actually i named my daughter after her did you oh that's cool yes yes and and the, this was also amazing because my husband had the same uh, like way of thinking and we agreed on that name even without talking about it before oh amazing and I was like I was like shocked when <laughs> he when I asked him uh, what name should we pick for our baby girl when she uh, um, 
<clears throat> when when uh, she's born, and uh, he said that uh, Amelia and and uh, uh, he said that he was just thinking about that name, and I was like, wow. That was also the name I was thinking about. Amazing. <laughs> Meant to be. So, um, another person um, would be, I'm not sure if I pronounce her name properly, uh, Sigrun Gudion's daughter or something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I mispronounce. <laughs> She's, um, okay, I found her free uh, business coaching lessons mm -hmm. online. Uh, last Christmas, no, not last Christmas, Christmas before that. So also at the very beginning when I was only building my blog, mm -hmm. uh, she uh, creates that freebie uh, in, uh, during Christmas time. She gives out like 12 master classes um, about building your online business and Amazing. why her and uh, why not any other business coach. Uh, one of the reasons that she was the first one I uh, came across online but uh, she is also a very empowering woman and she empowers other women mm -hmm. to pursue their dreams uh, in building their own businesses and uh, in in her workshops she tells her story she tells why she helps other women and I was like wow <laughs> There are women like that. I can build my business too. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Who was it again? Uh, well, she usually goes just by her first name, Sigrun. S-I-G-R-U-N. Mm -hmm. uh, she's from Iceland, I think. Amazing. I'll have to... Uh, yeah, and she's a business coach for women. And, uh, and uh, her energy, her... Uh, um, way uh how she speaks about that also of course her insights but i was just like starting my blog and i didn't even know how to how to think about starting a business so mm -hmm. uh those master classes were a bit early for me back then but still uh, just watching them and and uh seeing that energy that she puts in and uh how how much faith she puts in all her clients and yeah. not only clients because well that that was a free workshop as well mm -hmm. and uh, well people who attend a free workshop are uh, she, she treated them like you know uh, I believe in you you can do that mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, that was uh, very very refreshing for me back then absolutely I understand I couldn't actually think of the third person <laughs> that's okay i thought that something might come something might come up when <laughs> that's okay two is plenty if you had one that would be fine and if you didn't have any that would be fine two is great and and that's you know that's what makes this so fun is that it is so subjective it is so different for everybody so i think those two are mm -hmm. awesome especially mm -hmm. amelia Earhart, because i love her as well and I remember doing, just as a side note, I remember doing a project all mm -hmm. about Amelia Earhart I, when I was really young and I got so into it. I made a three-dimensional, wow. some sort of um, doll. It was an Amelia, an Amelia Earhart doll that I made, I think, out of like an old jar. I told you, I'm an artist and I used to make a mm -hmm. lot of really random things. But yeah, Amelia Earhart, good choice. I mean, it's a very personal choice, though. There's no good or bad, but... 
because I can relate to that. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what do you enjoy doing when you're not working? What do you enjoy doing with your time? Well, at first I thought, well, I don't have any free time. I'm a mom and, uh, and <laughs> I know. I'm creating an online business. So I, I don't have any free time. But then actually, yeah, as I said before about art, so I do... Uh, sometimes I uh, knit or crochet or um, do decoupage, but um, that, that, that's not very often. But I'm also a scouting instructor. Mm -hmm. And here in Poland, there's on, oh. uh, the, the scouting organization, the biggest one, uh, has, uh, is co-educational. Mm -hmm. So we have both boys and girls. And uh, mm -hmm. This is actually actually great because uh, this is how the world works. It's not like artificial separation, and uh, and right. actually we can learn from uh, each other much better. And or if uh, there are some things like you know during a camp, there are some things that girls uh, wouldn't feel uh, capable of. Boys can help them or show them how to do them, and the other way around. Uh, so mm -hmm. that works, uh, that works, uh, perfect, uh, in my view. And right now I That's don't amazing. have my own scout troop, uh, because I am more of mm -hmm. a leader's leader. Uh, so there are four, mm -hmm. uh, young leaders, uh, I work with and I help them, uh, from the organizational side. So, um, I help them, um, for example, I'm responsible for the contacts with the school, I'm uh, responsible for helping them organize things like uh, some small camps or mm -hmm. trips or things like that. And uh, yeah, so I, I work with um, teens and young adults, let's say. I think that's wonderful, wonderful. I really have one last fun question for mm -hmm. you, and it's not related to any of the other questions, but it's one of my favorite questions, which is, do you have a nickname? I did have a nickname uh, back when I was uh, more active in the world of uh, fantastic um, among people who read uh, fantasy books or sci-fi books or uh, play role-play games. Among mm -hmm. those circles, uh, my nickname is Naya, so just like two first and two last letters of my name. Mm. And That's cool. and yeah, I don't really have a nickname anywhere else, but in <laughs> in those uh, circles, like the fantasy circles, uh, mm -hmm. I do have one. So yes, I do read fantasy books. I did play role play games like the tabletop games. And, um, well, actually, I stopped playing them when uh, I had my first child. Mm. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I might start over when they're older. <laughs> Maybe I yeah. will play with them. Yeah, why not, right? It's tough when they're little, but when they get a little older, why not? I love that. Yeah. And I like that net nickname. I know you said that that's the only place you have that nickname, but that's really pretty. I mean, your name is beautiful, so I think... Your full name would be oh, fun to you. say, just Natalia rather than shortening it, but still the nickname Naya is nice. I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm big on nicknames. I like nicknames. So the very last thing I want to ask you today is 
where can our listeners connect with you and learn more about you and what you do? Okay, so I have a website and I have a Facebook group and um, my website with my blog posts. Uh, I'm not very active uh, as a blogger right now because I'm more active uh, in the Facebook group. So the website is www.nataliaviat, just my name and surname, uh, without anything in between, dot com. Mm -hmm. So it's www.nataliaviatr.com. And my Facebook group is called Parents Timeout Zone. Oh, I like um, that. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a place where you can just say, okay, I need some time out. I'm going yeah. to Facebook to Natalia's parents' timeout zone. I think that uh, is awesome. And it's exactly what parents need, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking when I created that name. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I go live every week uh, in the group and talk about uh, different topics relating to related to parenting. Uh, last week I finished a series on difficult emotions and how to cope with them so the videos mm -hmm. are up and you can watch them all so I talked about anger about frustration mom guilt and dad guilt I talked about uh, feeling stressed feeling worried so you can uh, watch all of them uh, in the group mm -hmm. that's cool I might have to check that out myself <laughs> <laughs> well, Natalia, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule with two little ones <laughs> at home to talk to me today. I know how hard it is to find time to talk to anyone, especially other adults. So I just want to thank you for taking the time today to talk to me, to talk to our audience, tell them a little bit about what you do. I, I think that it's awesome so thank you and thank you very much for being here for having me what a great conversation with natalia that was i learned so much about really her approach to parenting and dealing with all of the things that come along with being a parent one of the most interesting things to me in our conversation was early on when she kind of broke down the difference between a parenting coach and a life coach for parents. Now, I didn't know there was a difference, but hearing her explain that essentially a parenting coach helps you be a parent. It's specific to the world of parenting, which is a very complicated and difficult world, where a life coach for parents is a little more generalized and is a coach for parents, but might have different focuses. So that is, I think, my biggest takeaway from this awesome conversation, even though I learned a whole lot and I enjoyed every moment of this conversation, and I hope that you did too. Make sure you tune in next week for my conversation with pregnancy to postpartum coach Victoria O'Hara. We've got a great episode planned for you.